Hi, everyone. I'm Nathan, the host of this podcast. And tonight, I'm honored to be joined by Tatiana Vedensky. Tatiana is a widely known Russian writer and novelist, authoring more than 25 books and having sold more than 5 million copies. Once again, today will be a special podcast being filmed just a few days after Russia declared war on Ukraine. The capital city of Kiev is under siege and tensions are high after President Putin put Russia's nuclear forces on high alert. Thus, today's segment will focus on discussing the history that is writing itself as we speak and how it impacts everyday life. Hey, Tatiana, how are you doing? Oh, hi. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing well, thank you. <laughs> well, to start with a variation on our typical question that we ask our esteemed guests, if you could have a dinner for two with anyone, who would it be and why? Um, uh, keeping in mind what's going on today, that's a very big opportunity, I'd say, right? And uh, that kind of lunch with the right person can, could stop this madness. But I don't really believe that there is anyone who can stop this single-handedly. So I would say in this position, uh, and you should understand, I am at the moment in the United States and my family, my husband and two more kids, they are in Moscow and I am scared to death for their well-being. My flight that was supposed to uh, be on this Friday, it got canceled and I'm not sure how I can get to Moscow I need to figure it out if it's possible at all and scared to death for them. So I would definitely just have a lunch or dinner with my husband, my kids. That would be a, the best case scenario. Well, on behalf of our viewers, we hope that the situation resolves itself as soon as possible Me too. So that this Absolutely. dinner can actually happen. And with that being said, having family in Ukraine, Russia, and the U.S., how has this situation impacted your lives? Uh, I think we are like directly under this uh, impact. It's um, like everything that could happen happened to our family. So I, I'm stuck here in the States. I cannot get to Moscow. My tickets are canceled. My mother-in-law, she is uh, in Moscow at the moment. She uh, has an apartment in Mariupol, which now is uh, surrounded by Russian uh, military forces. And she's scared and uh, she's calling to her relatives uh, to figure out what's going on. I know about one family um, with a very uh, old mother who cannot uh, go on her like um move on her own they tried to evacuate her and they couldn't they couldn't be able to evacuate you her from there so um every day we're worried it's uh, so much stress it's uh, impossible to sleep and uh, i forget to eat and um, i think constantly and check my phone for the news every second um so I would say our family is directly um, damaged by the whole situation. And I think a lot of families in Russia would be in the same situation. We're paying the price, even so we are not guilty. We did make this decision. We didn't have the say in it. And um, most people would never support this. 
and be very much against it but we will pay the price and that's that's it that's the situation yeah and as of a few days ago but increasingly ramping up are the economic sanctions that are being levied on russia and their effect and burden seem to also be largely impactful for the people absolutely yeah what do you think of these measures and how do you foresee that affecting your family <clears throat> well they already are affecting everyone because the currency exchange rate doubled in last several days almost doubled and uh, it's very volatile so people uh, try to cash out and uh, get some uh, different currency nobody trusts ruble at the moment of course and very much for the reason um i know that everyone who is able they buy whatever technology is uh, possible to buy uh mostly because we expect it to like get high, higher prices and uh, disappear at all and there is this joke going about like what is the last model of your phone is the one that you are holding in your hands now that's your last model because that's what you're going to have for the next 10 years. Uh, so I know, I know it's a black, dark humor, but that's kind of like what it is, because we know how it goes for the countries that are uh, in uh, economical blockades, and we expect the full scale of it. And of course, there are so many questions how else it will um, impact us economically. First, we cannot fly anywhere. Europe is closed and everything is closed. People are stuck in different places. Also, a lot of companies are in sanctions, so they might uh, get bankrupt. Uh, prices will go up. I think some uh, areas of um, some economical areas will um, actually develop because of this something like farming for instance because they will need to grow something instead of buying it but the most the, the most important question is not that the sanctions uh, just put people under pressure but the most important questions will it stop this madness because to be honest we don't understand i personally don't understand the goal what this war is supposed to achieve all the uh, goals that are declared they very uncertain and i don't understand them so if we don't understand what we want to achieve how we can expect it to end and i want it to end like now right now to end it and i want it to stop the war right now i'm not sure that the, the thing about economical sanctions people will suffer but history shows that in russia russian presidents russian uh like people who govern russia under different names or even emperors of russia they never care for people suffering so people will suffer it will it will change nothing <laughs> they never consider it as a factor like people can suffer and die nobody cares mm -hmm. i guess one of the main reasons for meeting uh, reading the media that is being used to justify this war is that um, there is a large diaspora of ethnic Russians in Ukraine, and President Putin wants to protect them. Having family in both these states, is that sentiment generally supported? Well, supported by, by whom? 
you, you, in this like in this matter you have to be very spe specific because uh, if you talk to people who actually live in these regions they will say absolutely yes they are oppressed russian language is forbidden from speaking in ukraine which i think is madness can you imagine forbidding speaking english in the united states states no right it's impossible but half a population in there speaks russian yet this language is forbidden this is uh, on ukraine it's there uh, full they they're guilty of that but is it enough to enter uh, military forces no <laughs> it is not enough it's like um, uh, this country is independent and it means that questions any questions they have to be decided differently through international channels unless you don't think it's independent country then like it's, it's a different story so i don't think he uh putin treats uh, ukraine as an independent country well knowing that these effects are going to and already have had impact on citizens are there any ways that you can bypass or minimize these effects or does that require international cooperation in your opinion uh you mean uh bypass the uh, negative effects for russia oh uh as in minimize the negative effects of these sanctions and the situation and the economic effects on families um well see the situation is very weird this way so the war is between countries and military forces but the answer to this military activities and actions are sanctions on citizens and economical sanctions on citizens so it's kind of like i don't really think that's how it's supposed to be but in the same time i understand why it's going on like that because if you answer to the military force with the military force then we have a full-scale war right uh, which no one wants so i understand why sanctions in the same time uh, i i don't know it's it, it cannot be uh, bypassed or uh, reduced i think nothing can be done russian economy is going to suffer tremendously it's not it's not something you can change it's going to be a very bad it's already bad it's going to be worse well you yourself are currently in the united states and have formed a community there has there been any change in interactions or ways that you and your family are being treated after this war broke out i'd say i hear uh, here i have a great support from uh, the community that i have here and my friends they all very supportive uh, of course they're curious as uh, people who are far away from this uh, whole situation they want to know what's going on they ask questions that i don't really know how to answer and i don't feel like talking about people share some conspiracy uh, theory ideas with me and they don't always understand that um to me it's not a theoretical conversation it's a very real thing that is happening to me so i don't really want to talk about it that much but generally 
people are supportive and they understand that as a Russian, I have nothing to do with this. They understand that it's not my decision, not my family's decision. And um, in most cases, they understand that that's not much I can actually do or anyone for that matter. I know I, I haven't interacted with, with any neg negativity, to be honest, like it's just curiosity. So, yes, people are uh, supportive and nice here. I know it's not this way everywhere, and I know that people suffer uh, from some um, people, opinionated people. But I think, you know, it's more like if people know you, they will see you as a person. So these events of aggression against Russians, uh, they probably happen and people have no idea who you are. So for them, you're just an um, anonymous evil Russian person. And then they strike you to uh, answer to the whole situation. And this is very sad because we should treat people as people. Like we, we, we don't want to uh, just uh, punish uh, one person for whatever is going on. <laughs> which has nothing to do with this person. But it happens, I think. But only when people don't really know you. In the same time, I would say that a lot of people um, right now, they argue and if they have different opinion on something, not Ukraine only, a lot of different things. If people have different opinions, even friends, even relatives, it could become such a big fight and people can uh, uh, break up and not talk to each other again. So I think that's something that should somehow be overcome. Uh, we need to figure out the ways to communicate in the complex and uh, horrible situations in order to find the best solution. Mm -hmm. And finally, moving on and about communication, um, with an extensive background in all types of music and creative writing, do you think that these mediums can be used to make a difference and communicate messages during such a time of turmoil? Art in any forms was and has been and will be the best uh, way to express your feelings and your opinion and share it with people in a more connected way than any news possible so of course uh artists of any art it could be writing or it could be a painting or music or journalism and anything should uh, should create more and should uh, express their thoughts and feelings through this. I don't think it will directly impact the situation right now. It's like when Picasso painted um, Guernica in World War II. It did not change much. But even now, when we look at this painting, we can feel everything. We can see this moment. We can go through this and learn from it. So absolutely has to be done and it's very important. Mm -hmm. With all this being discussed and all these very negative impacts that 
are going to be reality for many people. Is there anything, any message that you would like to tell to our viewers before we end today's podcast segment? Uh, that's such a huge question. <laughs> um, I would say people should stay people and uh, we should help each other and support each other even if we don't share some of the opinions and definitely even if we are different nationalities and citizenships and people are we are the same we want the same things we want our family to be happy we want to be financially stable we want to be healthy we want people around us be our friends and we want to have fun so that's what we should remember that wars are not started by regular people we don't judge them for that being a honest human being being completely against this all you can do is basically become against it and try to do whatever you can but that's pretty much very correct description of what i feel like i am in the country i have no say in what's going on i'm completely against it and i'm scared so what can i do what would you do one guy um asked me why wouldn't you stay in the united states and why if you're scared why do you go there well i have kids there so i have to go and this is crushing for all of us i hope it will end soon and i hope it will end without people dying and that's my only concern well i cannot begin to imagine what it's like to have family on the front lines and in the situation of on this ongoing conflict and all we can do is hope that this message goes out to more people to spread yes. that empathy and community to really help the situation take a turn for the better. So mm -hmm. with that being said, uh, thank you, Tatiana, for taking the time to have this heartfelt and personal discussion with us on this ongoing Russia-Ukraine conflict. I'm once again sorry for what your family is going through. And this is definitely one of the worst things that war brings is the consequences on the people that have nothing to do or do not wish for this conflict to be occurring. As, Absolutely. As reiterated over and over again in the Security Council, it's diplomacy is the way to go when there are disagreements within... Absolutely. Whatever. It might take more time but that's the only way. This is why we evolve, to not fight, to not kill each other. Well, support groups like your community are truly something to be admired and emulated because empathy is how we can all help soften the blow of these events to a certain extent. And as you said, um, I think the key message in this whole conversation is that humans should stay humans, regardless of the situation, differences of yeah. opinion, and we should emphasize those shared values, communicate, and work together to support each other in such disturbing times. I totally agree. 
Well, once again, thank you for joining us today. I hope everyone watching at home is safe and well, that you can go see your family as soon as possible and that peace is, is restored soon again. Okay. That's it for today. And once again, thank you so much. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode of History for Two. Please share this podcast with your friends and tune in for other episodes. You can also find full video episodes on the website www.history42.com.